Hello and welcome to the Manic Podcast. This is season five, episode 18. I'm your host, Tobias, and sitting opposite me, cringing through the powers of the internet because he hates it when I do the introductions. It's Liam. You don't like it, do you? I hate it so much. I know. (laughs) To be honest, I'm not that much of a fan, but we've only got a few episodes left and I needed to do my intro of the season. Like before you tried to take it and you're like, you look really serious. I'm like, I'm just dying inside. I know. It's all right because we've, for those of you who may have missed the announcement, this is our final season. We've only got a few episodes left. This is episode 18 of 20. Uh, And I knew Liam would want to do the last two episodes. Yeah. So I haven't axed him from them. And that's lovely of me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but no, I thought I need to do an intro. Um, and actually, you know what? This episode is going to be a very wibbly wobbly timey wimey episode. Yeah. So this was a good one for me to do. I agree. Cool. How are you, Liam? Are I you right now that good. I've done the intro? Now that yeah. bit's out of the way. No, no, I'm good. I'm alright. I'm fine. I'm alright. I'm fine. I'm alright. Fine. Alright. I'm here. I'm fine. Ladies and gentlemen, you won't hear this. This will be edited later with Liam doing the intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Uh, but that, this is our, we're going to chat Doctor Who today. Ooh. Now, we have, over the seasons, done Doctor Who episodes. A few, mm-hmm. definitely more than one. Yeah. But we are coming up to the 60th anniversary. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of Doctor Who stuff. A lot of Doctor Who stuff. Um, Are you excited or are you worried? I mean, I'm excited about the episodes that we've got coming out very soon. Very, like, this week soon. Like, I I care about the David Tennant stuff. Beyond that, (laughs) David starts becoming a bit worried. I care about the David Tennant stuff. Yeah, but then beyond that, it's like, oh. oh. Right. So, I mean, we do reference Doctor Who quite a lot. So I'm going to assume that most of our listeners have an idea of what Doctor Who is. Yeah, it's uh, a medical it's a medical drama. It is medical. It's like Grey's Anatomy, but restricted to a blue box. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a very fancy table to do the operating. Very on, fancy table. Um and actually just one instrument, one tool. Instead of saying scalpel. It's a sonic scalpel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh gosh. And they just keep recasting the lead doctor every season. Oh. But yeah, so uh, was it last year or the year before that Jodie had her last episode? Last year, wasn't it? She had her little five part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Jodie Whittaker left, as did showrunner Chris Chibnall. Russell T. Davis, who's the guy who brought New Who to us in 2005, is back. He's now overall boss of it. He is now Daddy Who. He is Daddy Who. Matthew, I don't like that. Let's never say that again. Uh, but he he's big boss man. Papa um, Who? Huh? Papa, Papa Who? Papa, mm, Papa sure. Who? It's, it's probably better. Probably. Um, but, so, he did bring it back in 2005. He gave us uh, Christopher Eccleston's Doctor and David Tennant's Doctor. And obviously, him coming back as showrunner... And brought David Tennant back as well. Yeah. Um, and as you just said, you're 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 excited for that. 
Yeah. Uh, I am concerned. I am worried, and I won't lie about it. Although I'm looking forward to it, and I do think the trailers look great. The, the trailers do sell it quite well. Yeah. Um, I'm slightly confused because he's sort of like, he's the 14th Doctor. Mm. And I thought he would be behaving differently because of it. But everything I've seen, he's still very much the 10th Doctor. Yeah, I feel like it's just the 14th because it's just the next face he's, he's in. Mm. Um, I thought it would have been quite... Because obviously David Tennant is older. Um, I, I thought it'd be quite interesting to have him back as a completely different personality. So you're expecting one thing, but you get something slightly different. Um, but it does seem like he's the same. I mean, that could just be because it's David Tennant's delivery. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but obviously we've got Donna back. I, I controversially, I'm not Donna's biggest fan. I'm also not Donna's biggest fan. I will. I always say the same thing. I think she had one of the best seasons when Donna is in it. I think she had some of the best writing. But. I kind of get stuck on the whole, it's always Catherine Tate, and I never really see beyond Catherine Tate. Yeah, I have that as well. Yeah. Um, but Donna is a very popular companion, genuinely speaking, and I think a lot of people are excited to see her back. But obviously we do have this scenario that when she was written out the show originally, at the end of David Tennant's last season, it was kind of said that she should never know of the Doctor again or she would definitely die. I think she's going to, though. Do you think they will go? Because OK, so we've got three specials starting on the 25th of November. And they are definitely the David Tennant and Donna Noble. Yes. Tate. I think three. it'll end with her dying. You think they'll go that hard? Is that you thinking? Have you read that? Or do you just want that to happen? I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. I think in order to not just have it be a gimmick of they're both back. Yeah. It needs to end big. I agree. I just don't know. I mean, one thing that Russell T. Davis has said is these specials are not for children. Now, take that as you take it or leave it, because there's always been this thing that Doctor Who sort of is a family kind of a scarier one for younger children yeah but at the same time they've always played around with the scheduling and it's got quite late at times yeah and it's kind of harder to kind of pitch it as for kids but then you get all the toys which do seem to be aimed at kids um i i don't know see i can't i would choose this, this sounds bad, but I would choose to kill her because that it was the promise sense. that was made. I because I don't know what the get out of that's going to be, unless because they shove her in another universe like Rose. But they've already done it. Yeah, true. But I mean, I, I don't. We've brought David Tennant back, so we know they don't care about repeating stuff. I mean, I don't. I don't think you're meant to see David Tennant's return as a repeating. That's why I'm surprised he is acting so much. The like, problem is, everyone 100% will see it as repeating. Yeah. Because it's not like you're just getting David Tennant back. You're bringing David Tennant back and then also going, oh, how else can we make people remember when David Tennant was last here? Donna. 
Yeah. And actually, they've also got a weird thing because you've got Donna's daughter called Rose. That's not miss, you know, confusing at all, is it? No, they've got to reference that, surely. Um, And also, within these three episodes, to what extent, I don't know, but we've got Shooty Gower, who is going to be the 15th Doctor. I reckon that'll be the last in the last episode. I I think so too. I don't unless they do give us a glimpse in each episode. But yeah, the, the, like maybe I, maybe there'll be a moment in each episode where he almost like shifts or something. Because maybe because like the fact he's become tenant, maybe he's unstable. Like you know how he does that did that thing in one of the earlier episodes where he cuts his hand off and it regrows because yeah. he's still in regeneration. Yeah. Maybe it'll be something like that where the he he's regenerated into tenant. But, like, the body or however it works knows it's not quite right, so he's trying to sort it. Right, so there's two things. I can't remember what we talked about on the podcast before, but it doesn't really matter. This is the Doctor Who chat. <laughs> um, one of the rumours or theories is that literally in the third episode, Tennant and Shooty are going to split, and we're going to have both Doctors. Mm. I don't know how that's physically possible. I do, but it depends which order the episodes are, because I can't know. I don't know which one is the one with Neil Patrick Harris. Both, well, at least the first two. Cool. Okay, if it's that early, if 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 it's the third one where they're going to split, maybe, and that's the one that he's not in. I don't know, but if it happens during the one ones with. Neil Patrick Harris. Let me try that again. Neil Patrick Harris's character, then it it's perfectly doable because the point is, if he is in fact the celestial toy maker, yeah. The point is he has he creates a pocket dimension and is fully in control of every single element of that dimension, which is why yeah. we've seen like musical elements to it, like dancing and stuff. So maybe if he is in full control, maybe. As part of that, for some because the point is, it's all about games and and playing yeah. with the doctor. So it split him because that'll confuse him, and that in itself is a game. And then maybe somehow that's how we end up with a, with the shooty version. And but, maybe yeah. when they reform, it's the shooty version that takes the the they might both regenerate, rebond, and you end up with shooty. I don't know if that's how it went. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I just don't know realistically, because you don't want something to seem like a cop out. No. Now, I'm gonna, I, I want to carry on with what we're talking about there, but just to kind of dial back to, there's there's a controversial point in Jodie's episodes, the Timeless Child. Yeah. Where basically, actually, the Doctor isn't even Gallifreyan. And he doesn't have 13 life cycles. He's got an abundance of them and has been many, many more versions than we've known. Yeah. Um, that is a plot point which a lot of fans do not like. That's um, I'm kind of one of them. Um, I, I didn't like how it all played out. And a lot of people assumed that Russell T. Davis would retcon it in some way because it kind of goes against what he, what Russell T. Davis was writing. Yeah. 
But Russell T. Davis has said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do undo my friend Chris Chibnall's work. We're going to lean straight into it. Tell you what, though, in a way, yes, that's a frustrating because everyone doesn't like that storyline. But in a way, it's good in the sense of it shows a respect for the show as it is. Well, it shows a canon. It shows a canon and it shows even though he's taking over and he's now in control, he's being he's being fair to the story that has already been told, which is actually not what Chris did. No, Chris did. But it's showing that Russell T. Davis is going, you know what? We may not be a fan of this. It may, it may not even be good. And we'll probably do something to, to make it more bearable, but it has happened. So let's at least accept it's happened and move with it. Well, actually, one thing I do respect about that is because going to a completely different franchise, the Terminator films, because James Cameron didn't have anything to do with and didn't like Terminators 3, 4 and 5, when he came back to do the sixth one, he completely ignored them and made number three. It's a childish way of doing yeah, it, isn't it? But, and I get annoyed with that by basically going, but they did happen. And even if you don't like them, People they do have their fans. So I do respect the decision, even if I'm a little bit like I was kind of looking forward to seeing how he course corrected it. It's a bit like non-canonizing an entire TV series just because Marvel doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Agents uh, of Shield. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I mean later, I think when we get into our cool news section, <laughs> uh, we might actually be able to talk about that. To be honest. Because there's relevant things happening. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I don't think we're going to get the timeless child element in these specials. Because yeah, that would be think, more for when it's back to standard. Yeah, these are specials. And I think I do know that Neil, from the posters that Neil Patrick Harris is in the first two. Definitely in two, is it? Definitely in two. And that surprised me because I thought he was only going to be in one. But actually, it makes sense in a way because it's quite a big name. Yeah, you know. Um, and actually, we're getting quite a lot of that. We're getting a lot of big names coming in. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the the most recent, and again, we may have talked about this on the podcast, but Ryan Gosling is allegedly coming into Doctor I think Who. We mentioned this off cast. Yeah, uh, he's a massive Doctor Who fan. And yeah. one of the things that happened in the Barbie movie was he got to work with Shooty Gatwa. Mm. <laughs> and I think there's been a connection made. And obviously, once you know that Ryan Gosling is a Doctor Who fan, get him get on the him show. Get him on board, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, well, they if, are... if you're listening, Shooty, we are also big fans. We are. Big fans. And somewhere on Facebook, there is a little Facebook group saying how we should get Liam Mandy to be the next Doctor Who. Well, I feel like the way to get onto the show is not to instantly try and steal his role. No, unless... Because I, I see, you say that, but you think about the, the special, The Next Doctor, where David Morrissey came in, introducing himself as the Doctor. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, you definitely could do that. I could be the Doctor, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if Matt Lucas doesn't want to be Nardole anymore... <laughs> what happened to Nardole? I don't care. I can't remember <laughs> what happened to that character. I have nothing against Matt Lucas, but I had no love for the Nardo character because I didn't want him to be there. No, Nardo was a bit pointless, wasn't he? Um, right. So we've got these special 
specials. We believe we know that shooties are in them, just don't really know how much or yeah. where. Uh, we know that shooties very first episode proper is the Christmas special because we got Christmas specials again. Mm. But this has led to. So this is this is definitely something that you and I have talked off cast about. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say a name, but Nicola Cluffin. I said that very high pitch. Um, she's from the Derry Girls. That's probably what she's best known for. But she's in Bridgerton as well. Um, she's been announced as a cast member. And if you weren't reading the article correctly, you'd think that she was in this year's Christmas special. But no, she's in. Christmas special 2024. Get them turned out. Yeah, well, this is it. They seem to be filming three whole seasons back to back. See. Now, we have discussed this off, off cast. Do we think that's a good idea or a bad idea? Because I think we had slightly different viewpoints when we talked last time, but. Um. It's good in the sense of it means you've got it done. You've got it recorded. You've not got to worry about it. You can push it. You can promo it. You can tease it. But as you, I believe you pointed out, the problem is you can't make adjustments. You can't cost correct at all. I mean, I don't think you should. I don't think, I think if you've got a story to tell, you've decided what you want that story to be, that is what you should tell, really. If you want to be honest and you think it's good, stick by it. I I get that. And as a writer... Um, that you do want a certain integrity to it, but going back to the Peter Capaldi years, people didn't react too well to how he came in, and they really did spend his three seasons trying to get him back to the energy of David Tennant and Matt Smith. But I think that was detrimental to the character. Might have been. It, it might have been, but I, I think, think by by basically molly coddling the the viewers, you've shown one. If you throw a hissy fit, we'll we'll change it to what you like, um, and it also means that we might have missed out on some really good stuff because we basically pushed them into going a different direction. I agree with your point. Again, as a creative, you always yeah. want your vision, um, but I guess to to counter it, if people hate it, if people hate it to be views they're not gonna yeah. what's the point in having a third season if no one's watching it that's true that you know true. and also fans, fans don't really fans like to be listened to yeah but they also as we have said we have yeah that because that's the problem that is the yeah. other side of it we've said before fans have too much entitlement they do they do um there was some backlash um during I think the writing after Star Trek Into Darkness where so I, I I'm obviously I'm a Trekkie I go on forums of Star Trek related content um but so does one of the writers Roberto Oki um and he basically started arguing with fans he he wrote Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness and people were saying whatever negatively and his comeback was well i'm the one who writes it you don't you know it's not your job to write it it's my job to write it 
Um, and it's just like, yeah, but again, if there's, you're meant to be writing stuff that people want to see. And I mean, Doctor Who does go through the the character go through regenerations, but the show does as well. Yeah. And we are definitely at the cusp of another one that has been made quite clear by Russell T Davis. Um, for us in England, in the UK, um, it's going to carry on BBC for us. But for the rest of the world, if you're listening overseas, you're going to get it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And to make it accessible to all of you, it's going to be, for us, it's essentially Series 14. Shooty's first season is Series 14 for us. But for you guys, it's going to be Season 1. Does that mean the rest of Doctor Who won't be accessible on Disney Plus? No. Shooties episodes are the first ones that are going to be put on. For old Who, it's only going to be BBC. BBC I actually didn't know that element of it. Right. That is abominable. (laughs) Because the fact is, you know what? Even if you want to say this is a soft reboot, this is a reboot, you still acknowledge that the rest exists. Because then, okay, so... Are the if it's only shooty, does that mean that these three three episodes aren't going to be on it because Tennant is also in it and technically that th- acknowledges the old stuff and without the old stuff this doesn't actually mean anything. Oh, season one starts with shooty. So Christmas onwards. No way. I don't even know if Christmas is counted, but yes, okay. from there. Um, no, I, I just I don't know. It's a bad idea. The one thing to acknowledge, I agree with you, but. We're in 2023, and we have only just got to the place where we've got the Hooniverse. This is the first time that actually all of Old Who and New Who and the spin-offs like Torchwood and Class are in the same place. Yeah. They've never all been accessible before, and they are only just now, but on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, it's... It's difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong. All of the old Who stuff, I wouldn't expect that to appear on, on maybe um, Disney Plus. But like, Eccleston onwards, New Who, it is all part of it. And I, even if you decide to do a soft, soft well, uh, a reboot or whatever, however you want to label it, if you are not putting it out as a separate title or a subtitle, it is still Doctor Who, and that is still the old show. Well. There's there's something else to add to the mix now. Right, so, yeah, we've got Old Who, as we call it. From 2005, we've got New Who. Yep. I don't know really what we... New New Who? I don't, I don't know. But from season 14, Shooty's first season... We'll call it the Shoe Who. Shoe Who. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> um, it's season one. So we, we, we did reboot. Even for us, Eccleston's is referred to as Series 1. Even though it's not, Doctor Who had been going on for decades. But that's the thing. The only thing about that that makes it a bit more bearable is the gap. There had been a gap. There's been no gap here. No. Literally, last year, Jodie regenerated into David Tennant. This year, we've got David Tennant regenerating into Shooty. And then, Season 1. Yeah. But this is this is the new information, because obviously they like to give little excuses out. And Shooty Gatwa recently did an interview promoting the show, obviously, you know, because he can talk a bit more about it. 
Yeah. And he let something slip. He even said that he hopes he doesn't get in trouble for saying this. I think I saw something like this, but I can't remember what it is. That he has scenes with the first Doctor. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> with himself? <laughs> I hate it. Honestly, do you know, genuinely, yeah. it's making me angry. <laughs> Because, like, and not in just a geeky way of, oh, Doctor Who is Doctor Who, but you are choosing to ignore it all until it's convenient for you. Because then... I don't don't know. I can't. It's outright annoyed me. (laughs) The more... Because I'm okay with the idea of it. Like, just saying it once, I'm like, oh, that's stupid. But the more I actually think about it, I think about the logic and the practicality and actually what it means for the show. Yeah. Right. So the thing that we've always had. Now, oh, I will yeah. be honest, I've never particularly been that interested in old. Yeah. But I have always said I'd quite like to see a few episodes of each Doctor just to kind of get an essence of them. Yeah. Because I see specials and they pop up and all this kind of stuff. But presumably to sell Doctor Who overseas on Disney Plus. People are going to have the same. They're going to be like, oh, Doctor Who, this is, oh, it's a reboot. We don't need, we're being told we don't need to see all the old Who. Mm. But I'd quite like to have a look. I have two parts I know parts who David Denon is. I have two parts to this. Yeah. Because what I'm going to say is in the sense of the stupidness and the ludic, like the, the idiocy of what they're doing. Yeah. And But they shouldn't do it. If they're going to treat this like episode one, season one, yeah, they should act like it's the first time we're meeting the Doctor properly. We, they should not assume we understand the regeneration thing. That's not a given. We don't know that's a thing. This this guy is the Doctor. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I don't want to, as a viewer who's been watching Doctor Who for over 10 years, be spoken down to like an idiot. But if you're going to pretend... Like, that your magic little world on the telly is only now existing. You need to stick by that. Actually treat it like a reboot. We've got... I mean, this is the weird thing. So, obviously, I got into Doctor Who in Eccleston's season. Yeah. And I didn't... I kind of did know about the regenerating, but I didn't think about the regenerating. Mm. And I did get into that season. And I had no idea that he was leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. So I watched the series, got into it, and then Eccleston regenerates into David Tennant. I didn't know who David Tennant was. I loved Eccleston's Doctor, and I went, this guy's going to be rubbish. I'm going to hate the show now. And then David Tennant was amazing, and he's my favourite. But, as already covered, we know that Shooties are around for at least three seasons. Yeah. So it's going to be quite a while for overseas audiences to experience a regeneration where we got it quite quickly with new. We did. Also, if it's a reboot, yeah. I mean not the other stuff doesn't matter. It's not canon. Oh. But it is canon. We do know it's canon. Because Russell T. <laughs> Davis has said he's leaning into what Chibnall wrote. So what I'm thinking is <laughs> it's all rubbish. <laughs> I I don't But I don't I don't understand how you can not put older stuff on. And just assume people are going to understand what's happening. I guess 
we had the same thing in 2005, I guess. But I do think it's just different because of there's no gap. Hey, if if you were going to out reboot it, surely instantly after Chibna would have been the better way to do it. Yeah. If you were going to say, don't worry about that, you could say, you know what, Chibna ruined this. Don't worry about it. We'll start this this new thing. Yeah. But we've already got this problem of we've got these tenant episodes. Yeah. And they're the anniversary episodes. Sixtieth anniversary. Sixty years of greatness. Don't worry about it though, because next year we'll forget it exists. Season one next year. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. This is the end of everything you know. But then I suppose a lot of fans saw that when New Who started. You know what? It's Xbox all over again. <laughs> Xbox, Xbox three sixty, Xbox One. That's not how numbers work. That Come isn't. On. Come on, at least you have to give credit to the PlayStation. They know how to count. Yeah, they're all like one, two, two three, three, four, five. Mobile. It's not a number. It's still okay. <laughs> you know, we know how to count, and you understand it. Oh, um, Xbox. What's your next one called? Project Scorpio. <laughs> so, have you have you just given up all hope? That <laughs> <laughs> no, we just didn't want to do a number. <laughs> no, because it would have been Xbox Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You've made a pattern now by going to one. At least follow it up. No, you're yeah. just gonna all oh, project S now. Oh, we've we've got we've realised that Scorpio sounded stupid. Just get rid of the Scorpio bit. Now I do feel like we are being quite negative at the moment. But not about the actual content in the sense of we've also no, we'll, give shoot, we'll give Shooty a chance because he might be really good. That's not the issue. Much like when they announced they were going going to make the Doctor female, we went, we'll give them a chance because it might be incredible. But it wasn't. No. <laughs> and the thing is, I've got more logic to this not working because they're basically going, don't worry about all that, just worry about this. Russell D. Davis has been bigging up the show. And actually, quite I quite liked one of the things he said recently. He said, I, I don't really need to anymore. But I feel so strongly that it's a brilliant show. And he went, I'm excited by what we've been filming. I'm excited for you to see it. Yeah. Uh, And he says, we have done things. Well, he kind of said two statements. One, I'm going to poo-hoo. One, I'm going to go, all right. Uh, Like, we've done stuff that has never been done on Doctor Who. Okay. Okay. Already makes me go, you've done quite a lot on Doctor Who. You've done lots of Doctor Who, yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, he said, we, we're doing things which have never been on, done on TV. I'm like, no, I'm uh, going to say probably not true. Probably not true. I I wonder. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if when he's like, we're going to do something that we've never done on Doctor Who before. He's going, we've done it all before, but this is season one. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All the other stuff isn't real. Um, I do find it funny. Right. So we're just going to refer to. Something I'm going to say is non-canon. We just had children in need here in the <laughs> UK. And yeah. there is a little tradition that in our in children need and comic relief and all those things, that there's maybe a little Doctor Who thing in there. Yeah. So we've seen the Genesis of the Daleks. We have. Which actually was actually, as little skits go. A little fun one, wasn't it? Well, actually quite enjoyable, really. Quite funny. Quite funny. It was it was all right. We saw how the plunger arrived on the, the Dalek. All good. And also the doctor gave him it. Fun. All good. But this comes after Russell T. Davis has said something. Now you might be pleased by this. You might like this this 
statement that Russell T. Davis has said. But I I have a thing. You'll be glad to know I have a thing. <laughs> Russell Davis has said that he thinks it's time to rest the Daleks because they've been overused. Okay, that's not the now you, I heard, you, but yeah. Oh, well, you have said in the past that the Daleks and the Cybermen... Oh, they, they, ha- they are a little yeah. bit overused, yeah. Um, so I found it funny that in this sort of non-canon sort of specialty thing, they'd use the Daleks. Yeah. And I wondered if that was a little way of just going, look, Daleks, but we're not... This is the last you're going to see for No, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get more. Really? Because, yeah, I heard another comment, another comment about that thing from right. Russell T. Davis saying that he's retiring Davros's classic look that's why he had a human form of him because going forward he doesn't like that it, that that version that we're used to is linked to wheelchairs and disabilities and he thinks it's ableist so going forward they want to have a different approach to Davros oh. yeah actually I hadn't even thought oh we might get more of him until he said that but he has made a point of saying that they, they're retiring they want to retire the classic look of davros i'm like nobody thought it was a wheelchair no no one looked at it that way you you have said that and put that on us now uh this is the first time in this episode i'm going to use the word woke mm. because i this has been something i am worried since leaving doctor who russell davis has had an agenda yeah and he's award-winning with it yeah but that's fine for non-Doctor Who. When he's created a series, but he didn't create Doctor Who. <laughs> he's just someone who's got the keys to Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's just... I'm worried that he'll just agenda infiltrate and change the whole show to his own thing. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think we need... I'm, I'm anti-pandering. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like, no... Have the tradition. We know what the Daleks look like. Don't now change it. No. We know what Davros looks like. Don't change it. Update. Update. Make look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Make, make look good. Make, make look, yeah, but the thing is, one thing that I will say positively about Jodie Whittaker's season, whilst the writing and a lot of the acting was terrible, yeah, actually, it looked really oh. good. The cinematography of Chibnall's era was actually the best it's been. Yes, that that will be the positive I take away and from I remember Chibnall. thinking of that. Every time I'd watch an episode, any scenic shot where something flew, you'd think, that is visually incredible. Mm. It didn't feel tacky like sometimes Doctor Who can. Yes, we kind of had put that behind. The problem is, some of the tacky stuff was T. Davis. Yes, but now, lots of money and Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm 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 hoping. I'm, yeah. Well, there's two things. One's a silly and like, <laughs> one yeah. is an actual thought. So the silliness is, if we're going to count it as outright number one, yeah. There's no reason we can't use faces we've seen before, just as random actors and characters now. So I cannot wait to to see someone we've seen play the master now. We've got options yeah. to play the master now. Maybe we'll get Matt Smith in. Maybe maybe, maybe Peter Capaldi he play a good master. Boom. Yeah, actually he would. Yeah. But yeah. now the thing I'm I'm hoping this is my realistic thing. They're saying that this is season one. Yeah. I hope that what they're actually saying is this is just season one that you can access. We're not we're not going to pretend like up to this point didn't happen. Yeah. We're, and we're just going to openly say that this is your season one for the sake of what you are accessing. But this is where you could try and see the rest of the stuff. Or, yeah. or, or I just don't want them to 
to basically draw a line and say, nope, this is the start. No, I I agree. Because um, as much as, yes, 2005 season was a start for us, it, it actually embraced the old stuff. Yeah. And it strengthened the show and the canon for for people. Yeah, and I hope the the new stuff does do that. I do get the point that for international viewers, oh, putting like viewers forty generally, seasons on would be crazy. Yeah, so to kind of repackage it slightly, yeah, it's I I, I do you know, do do you know what I think the thing you know it would have been a bit like if they had put all of like say for even from just two thousand and five on, and then if they put Christopher Eccleston onwards. And and this episode, this new season on, yeah. At the same time, it would be like uploading an old show to a ne- to it, and then giving a, a new season. It'd be like, oh, this show that's got like ten seasons that you all love that finished. We actually made another season, so here's all the other stuff for the f- you have to watch as well. Yeah, it, it it would. I understand that is clunky and would put a lot of people off. Like yeah. I wouldn't watch a new se- a new thing just because there's a new season coming out for no yeah. reason. But no. I just don't want them to ignore the old, old stuff and pretend it's not there. Um, is there anything you want? It's hard to say, but plot-wise, character-wise, yes. And I think it's an act- actually an overall thing that a lot of people have said about Doctor Who. Gen, not just certain people. Mm. I don't just want the same villains constantly, and I don't just mean the Daleks and the Cybermen. Yeah. I don't want it to just be the ones we have always seen. I don't want it to ju- always be units being a bit questionable. Yeah. Oh, the Sontarans are back. Oh, here come the Dudun again. Oh, here's a character you met before who randomly is now back for a bit. Bring us... It, we've got a whole universe. Right, well, again, this is something that Russell T. Davis has said. When I was reading what he was saying about retiring the Daleks, yeah, he, because they've been a bit overused, uh, he said... What he hopes is that some of the new villains that we meet will become classic villains in their own right. And that is a good sentiment. Because it it comes with a caveat of, do you know what? I love Earth. I love London. Let's not spend too much time there, though. (laughs) No. At the end of the day, you can travel through space and time. And the time element of that shows that, yes, we can see places on on Earth over time. And that's fine to do that on the odd episode. But... If we have the option to go to planets and dimensions and fun things, let's do that. Well, actually, this is going to be something I mentioned now because it worries me. Um, right. Just to answer something you said, I don't disagree with what you've just said, but I do have a thing of just how I feel like every Batman should meet Joker. I do think that every doctor should meet the Cybermen, the oh. Daleks. They oh, should, at least they, one of them. I don't dis. I'm they, not saying they should never be used again. And also, though, right. So to reference sort of a plot point, at the end of Capaldi's seasons, they somehow closed off the Master. Yet for Jody, they very much opened the Master up again. <laughs> not necessarily in a good way. In my least, I think the Master. The Master is the actual nemesis, really. Yes. And I do hope we do get to see the master again because it is that. Yeah. And also, normally, I really like the reveal. Whenever they go, there's a new character you meet, and then it turns out they're the master. Yeah, that's, oh, that's kind incredible. Of, yeah, and the, and the good thing about the master compared to like Daleks and stuff is it doesn't matter that you've defeated the master because yeah. he's a time lord. 
yeah. he himself can travel through time. So, like, it's nothing to say that the version we would now meet would be the next along from who we've already seen. No, it could be, be a previous enough. one. Yeah. So um, that's the thing about the time travel. You can kind of get away with anything. Things I... Oh, oh no, I'm going to say the thing that worries me. I've seen a lot of promo pictures of Shooty and Millie. Or, well, okay, the Doctor and Ruby Sunday. Uh, yeah. Has, uh, and they're in a lot of different costumes, but they're all earthbound. They're all... Which makes you think you're just, travel, you're just travelling through different times again. Yeah. And that's fun here and there, but we want more than that. Yeah. Stephen Moffat gave us a lot of alien worlds. Yeah. He took us into space. Yeah. Whereas Russell T. Davis was very, this is London in the 40s. This is London in the 80s. (laughs) You know, we want the full range. We want the full package. The fact is, if if that's what he wants to do, don't don't take over Doctor Who. Take over just a time travel show. Yeah. Yeah. The fact is, he is an alien. He is from space. He can travel space. Yeah. Um, I right. So I have said I am concerned about Shooty. Uh, having watched more of Sex Education, I think that Shooty is very good actor. Yeah. And I think he's very good in the role of Eric. Yeah. I think I would be more than happy if Shooty had been cast as the companion. Mm-hmm. I am personally concerned that I don't feel like he has the gravity, gravitas for the Doctor himself personally. Do we know what accent he's going to have yet? Well, I've we've only ever seen that one clip of him going, what's going on? And that just sounds like Eric. <laughs> that just sounds like him. That just, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, one thing that I do, I'm appreciative of, is that actually it's just the Doctor and a companion. They haven't felt the need to whack a whole group in the TARDIS. That we've seen. You know, they'll end yeah. up being like, here's Ruby Sunday and her family. Well, I've always... Okay, so we've always had... Rose had her family. Martha had her family. I mean, yeah, Rory ended up becoming an actual companion, but he was quite a good character. But it wasn't straight away. It was a build-up to No, it. no. We have the companion, and then the people in their life can get involved. Yeah. Rather than you end up with four people in the... Because I think that's a sign that you don't have confidence in your doctor. But personally. also, it's busy. You don't need it to be that busy all the time. No, we've had generations of it just being... I mean, I do know in Old Who there were quite a few companions at yeah. different times. But we have grown accustomed in New Who to... It's the Doctor and the Companion. Yeah. Uh, and I would actually... It's probably not going to go this way. If I had my way, if I if I was had the keys to the TARDIS, I yeah I'm happy with the the doctor going on, but actually I I would personally keep a companion to a season. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel the need to have one season, but I well, don't think they should outstay their welcome. Yeah, but then it's all if you like the character or not. When we I have David Tennant, if, if you've got a good enough story that warrants one or two seasons, that's fine. But I feel like they shouldn't. I don't think you should have a companion for an entire Doctor. No. Because that would that that would be too much. Essentially, we we had Yaz with Jodie's Doctor. That was continuous. But David Tennant did three seasons, had a different companion each year. Yeah, it does work. Uh, But then Matt Smith, he had Amy and Rory for essentially two and a half seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Kara stuck around for two and a half seasons. Yeah. But arguably shouldn't have done. I like Clara, but yeah, her last bits were confusing. Um, I she need they hers needed to be snappier. I think. I I feel bad because a let's lot not forget like about Clara, the most forgettable companion in, in all of New all of New Who, Bill. Oh, no, I don't mind. Bill. I can never remember apart from um, Bill. Sure right. She became a Cyberman at one point. Bill. Uh, really. I don't know. Bill, she became something, didn't she? Bill was Peter Capaldi's last season, which actually, arguably, wasn't a bad season. But I also she can't was... remember any of the episodes that that involved her. Uh, the puddle. The puddle with the love interest. <laughs> that was quite creepy, when she kept seeing a girl in the puddle. That was like one of her first episodes. I remember was the a... concept, but there I can't was remember ghost... the episode. Like a ghost house episode. She was there for the episodes with the master and Missy in their little time loop thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Because Capaldi had Clara for two seasons. Yeah. And then they got sent Clara off with me. Not me, but me. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if Clara could come with me. Oh, you mean but, the walking loophole in all the plots? Oh, me. Yeah, me and Clara. Yeah. Off in their TARDIS. Honestly, could easily have a spin-off show with them. I'd quite enjoy a spin-off for them. I'd watch that. I quite I like both those actresses. Yeah, that would be all right. Yeah. Um, but then obviously next season. But it annoyed me because we got Bill, fine, but we got Nardole as well. And I personally didn't need Nardole. I didn't need him. I'm like one doctor, one companion. Yeah, but again, if you hadn't had both of them, maybe if Nala was a soul thing, they could have given him a bit more depth to the character, because yeah. he was a joke for the whole thing. He was, yeah. yeah. He had the odd moment where he was a little bit more serious, but only when he wasn't making a joke. What annoyed me was, we find, right, after two seasons of Jodie, they went, you know what, we're going to get rid of the companions, but here's an extra companion. We're going to keep Yaz. I was happy with that. I know you weren't a massive Yaz fan. I'd never liked Yaz. At no point did she impress me. For me, and I'll always say this, right, when you first, Jodie's first ever episode, Ryan clearly is set up as the companion Mm. and is one of the dullest (laughs) wooden characters they've ever invented. Yeah, Tyson Cole wasn't great, was he? Then you have Graham, who actually is a better character, but Bradley Walsh can't act. Yeah, you didn't like Bradley Walsh. And it's it's I liked Graham. I did like Graham. Just, I had no issue with with it, Bradley Walsh's version, to be honest. Early on, not straight away, because it was sort of like, why is Yaz along for the ride? That seems unnecessary. But actually, I felt like Mandip Gill was actually the better actor of the three companions. Yeah. Okay. And once you've got a better actor, you can write more for them. Well, I can tell you why Yaz was there, because she had to do a Martha. That's why she was there. She had she to had fall to in love it. with the Doctor. That was, that was the whole reason Yaz was there. No. It, was, it, it no, kind no. of was I, by I, the end of it. I disagree with you because they, that was a fan-shipping thing. Fans decided that and then the show kind of went, oh, we'll hint at it. But so late in the day, we can't but really do anything I think by the end of it, it, they didn't hint at it. They basically outright said it because they even had the bit where the Doctor basically kind of said it back. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, why have you... I mean, I didn't like Yaz before, but you've just hammered that nail into the coffin now. I don't now. see why we were given Dan. 
Dan. <laughs> it's just like I didn't mind Dan as a character. I no, just Dan was gonna... fine, but do you know why Dan was fine? Because even though he wasn't a sole companion, he was the closest to a sole companion. <laughs> he had a little bit of personality. Oh, he was a fun lad, wasn't he? Yeah, and actually, I would have understood it more if they'd actually, when they got rid of Brian and Graham, got rid of Yaz as well, and then brought in Dan as the new companion. Yeah. But they kept Yaz. And then it was like, well, just have the Doctor and Yaz then. Why have we got Dan now? As a rule, just limit your companions. That way you can actually build them as a natural person. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this sounds like we don't like Doctor Who. (laughs) Really, we've kind of... I'm looking forward to these specials. I am as well. And I am excited about getting new Who. And I do think it'll be better written than the last few seasons we've had. I think what we're going to end up with if they get split, we'll have David Tennant as the Doctor with the Shooty Gatwa as a companion Doctor. <laughs> the two Doctors. That wouldn't be bad. But we know that's not Because the thing is, we know that we've got Shooty. We don't know when we're getting Ruby Sunday. She's coming in for Christmas, isn't she? I don't know. I, th- I, don't I, know. Thought, I thought that had been said somewhere that she was coming in for the Christmas episode. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm actually, I'm all right with that. I think, I think she'll be a fine companion. I think that'll be fine. Um, it's where they leave this 60th anniversary. Cause we've got these three special last, when we had the 50th anniversary, it was a lot more clear cut. We got the special day of the doctor episode, which had David Tennant and Matt Smith. And that was an event. Yeah. They even released it at the cinema, but we've got these specials. Yeah. None of them actually on the, the birthday of Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, but it's that kind of thing. All right, we've got them. I'm excited for them. But to warrant having them, there's got it's got to go somewhere. I don't know if you can just have three. You could have had one fun adventure, but to have three feels like there needs to be a point to it. I don't think they're going to be. I think only one of them is actually going to be a fun adventure. And I don't think it's going to be either the ones with Patrick Harris. Really? Because I... Yeah. Well, yeah, but you say that. But if Donna's in all three and you think she's going to die... Yeah, but I actually don't think that's going to be anything to do with... I actually don't think that's going to be anything to do with Patrick Harris. I think that he is just a bad guy for those two episodes. I think the reason she's going to die is I think the statement of if she remembers me, she's going to die is true. I think yeah. people have just read that as, as in that phrase as instantly. And that's not how I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a case of over a period of time, her brain can't deal with the fact that she's remembered with it and will start to lose it. Okay. And I don't want to get heavy, but I like like an illness, like like a, a tumor yeah, okay. or something, because the, the, she's had to forget to to be okay. So remembering puts too much strain. So over a period of time, she gets worse and worse. And maybe he's trying to figure out how to stop it. But like, you know, what I was saying about um. I don't think if, if I don't think they'll all be big fun adventures. I think the Neil Patrick Harris ones might seem like they're going to be, but I think they're going to be quite dark underneath it. Because uh, well, because, because of what they're not for Jordan. Exactly. So, yeah. Because of what the toy maker is conceptually, I reckon underneath it all it's quite sinister. Yeah. But the fact is, I think the Star Beast is going to be silly. Yeah. I mean spoilers for anyone who doesn't know anything about the star beast star beast has been in doctor who before yeah and we've already seen the star beast in all the trailers mm-hmm. multiple times like in its full full armor and then in its non-full armor form mm-hmm. but they've not 
posted it like that in the trailers because no. it's meep um uh, yeah. i'm interested to see what they do with it but like the idea is meep is meep appears on earth looking all cute and oh i'm in danger but in fact he's the villain um but that's only gonna be one episode isn't it that is just star beast that, it's the other yeah, it's the yeah, other yeah. two that are the the big double one it's a bit yeah. weird that they're first i'm gonna look hang on it would make because it's uh i'm just going great to blue wonder isn't it double check because i follow obviously the insta of the doctor who it would just make sense to have the one shot first and then do the two big ones right so this is the order no okay special number one is the star beast on the 25th of november makes sense yeah then do the two big ones special two wild blue yonder special three the giggle yeah and actually saying it like the giggle sounds quite sinister <laughs> the giggle. yeah well I, I didn't realize patrick harris was in two yeah um uh, it's because of the I'm trying to see if I can find the posters because they actually outrightly obviously show it. Um, ah, that's annoying. I have, I mean, I have a feeling of what I think the whole point of the yeah. toy maker is going to be. I think it's going to basically rip off once more with feeling from Buffy. I think because right. obviously the concept of that is sweet. The demon creates everyone to dance so much they can bust. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And I have, a, I wonder if it's gonna be something like that. Of the game is gonna be, everyone is so active and stuff, like with with whatever he's doing, that it's gonna become a problem. Right. So I'm looking at the posters. Yes. Um. Actually, that's where, not. Where are you looking at? Let's see if I can. I, right now, I'm looking at um on Wikipedia because I couldn't quite find what I needed. Um. Oh, they're not clickable. That's annoying. Oh. that's not going to give me what I want. Oh, no, okay. So, actually, this says something different. It says Neil Patrick Harris will only be in the giggle. Which is already weird, because I thought it was the great blue yonder he was in. Uh, I don't know how to find this. But because... actually, the giggle would make more sense because of the silliness of what, what he is. Well, that means he's the finale of it, though. If Which, he's again, in would one. make sense. Yeah. How... Uh, how crazy would it be if we've had all this build up and actually the Donna storyline is just that one? Can you imagine? Well, I mean, we've she's, she's got... in all of them. She's she's on the posters for all of them. It wouldn't be the first time publicity has lied to us. <laughs> that that is true. Um, right, because in every poster he's just reaching out to you every single time. Right, so the poster for the Star Beast. Yes is the meep thing and the lizardy people and it has the doctor donna and rose as in donna's daughter rose um the next episode while blue yonder actually obviously tenant and uh, donna it's got like a white robot thing behind yeah i'm trying to find that Do, do, do. Wild. That's got the meep in it. Blue. Um, actually, yeah, this might not even be. It, this looks like meeps in all of them, so it's really hard to tell. 
They really I found the boat of Wobbly Yonder. I can only see robots. Yeah. And then giggle. You've got robots, have you? Multiple. No, no there's just one. Oh, okay. No, it's just that the actual like background looks quite robotic. Yeah. Do 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 do. I don't know. I I don't know. And actually, it might be nice to not know. Yeah. But there there will be more surprise, I guess. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I. When the character was in Old Who, and this was a bit of a surprise, it was played by Michael Goff, who ended up as Alfred in the Michael Keaton Batman films. Yeah. Uh, I'd never seen him in anything else and then found out he was in Doctor Who. Um, When Neil Patrick Harris was first announced, a lot of people guessed who he was going to be. And it turns out that was true. Um. I'm excited for the specials. I hope there's a point to them, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, don't know when we're going to talk about Doctor Who properly again. And we, um, obviously, like we said about Jodie, I hope I hope she's brilliant. I hope it. I hope yeah. I'm wrong, and actually, he is a good Doctor. Because I want Doctor Who to be. You a don't success. want it to do badly. No, I, it's. it's it's musty TV for me. But it's normal to have concern. Well, we're going through some changes, and changes can be troubling. Changes <laughs> can be troubling. Yes. You know what's not troubling? Patron exclusive content. Oh, exclusiveness. Yes. Do you know what that... is troubling? What? That we have we haven't hit the patron exclusive content, and this is before editing an hour and five. I'd already seen, but you know what? Final season, only three episodes. Let's go for it. Boom. Exactly. We're basically <laughs> going to format these last few episodes like the last season of um, Stranger Things. Some of them might be four or five hours long. Some of them might be sh- like an, half an hour long. We're going to make them as long as they need to be. And what we're actually going to do is keep the last two episodes back for six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will have to re-listen to some episodes to get, remember what's happening. Yes, we'll, we'll leave this on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> so for a single one pound a month, you can join the world of the manic patrons where you get access to. I nearly forgot how to talk and died a little bit there. You get access you... to that, people. Yeah. You get oh. <laughs> you get access to extended episodes, exclusive segments, and a friendly community of manic patrons. They're lovely people. They're lovely. 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 We do love the patrons. But we're going to go into that exclusive world. In three, two, one. Oh, hello, people. Welcome back from the abyss. Um, we have. Yeah. I don't want to worry you, but as we came out of the um, the uh, the the exclusive segment, I found a letter. A letter. I found a letter, and it just says, "I will be back." And then it just it's it's just got a little paw print at the bottom of it, and it looked like it was signed in blood. I'm a little concerned. I don't know who it's from. It's very ominous, but I have my ideas. Probably a homicidal badger. It's very likely. <laughs> it's very <laughs> likely that they've heard we're calling it quits, and yeah. and he's thinking, "Nay, I need some of that." Or or it's being tricksy. It's not. It's not a badger. 
paw print. But instead, that's faked by a flying dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) Who's like, I need my time in the spotlight. (laughs) Yeah, people have forgotten about me now. They're rebranding. They need a new mascot. <laughs> the, the badger was really their mascot to start with. <laughs> no, we talked about getting merch. We should have got merch. But we all know that this mascot that we all need is a cute little duck with a little line for it. Because don't forget, people, that that is not my duck. <laughs> That's not my duck. <laughs> all the callbacks. <laughs> all the callbacks. Not my duck. <laughs> Do you know what? I will forever be filled with joy when i look through my files i go to manic i go right this what have we got we got oh, we got the sound effects we got the the icons we got the artwork oh what's in the artwork we got different seasons art all oh, the segment titles there's one that just says that's not my duck <laughs> and then inside it has all the components for the that's not my duck photo which is one of my favorite things i've ever put together for this and we use it once <laughs> and it means nothing it doesn't as does our entire podcast. <laughs> what, 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 This what, what? episode, Tobias, and only you will understand this, can finally be called the Time Travelling Duck. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Lovely. And it means yeah, nothing to any of you listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what's known in the business as an in-joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> such an in-joke, it's basically out. <laughs> yeah, so is. Oh, no. Shall we have a segment? Oh, I'd love a segment. It's five to one in the morning. We should do a segment. <laughs> yes. Right. Casting couch. Gravity voice there, which is suitable because I'm Batman. I'm not. We cast Jensen Ackles over Carl Urban. Not bitter. You know when I do at the end of the season, I always do like a graphic. Yeah. And with all like the characters behind the people they now play it who are playing mm-hmm. them. I think what well, I'll, I'll do that like normal, but in the background it'll just be Carl Urban with a little line through him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, did we not cast him as something else in the end? Did you mm-hmm. not well, well, I've got my list here. No, we didn't. He has yet to make it. I mean, who knows? Um, right, ladies and gentlemen, that was. I mean, if you're new to the podcast. It's episode 18 of season five. What are you doing starting with this one? Just that's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, But for the rest of you, you know that this season we are casting Batman as if we were in charge. Yeah. And I can I can tell you because the the voting closed just like an hour or so ago that Jazz Sinclair is our Catwoman from last week's poll. Nice. Um, But this week. We are actually casting my favourite of the Rogue Gallery. He's had different names. I know him better as Edward Nigma, a.k.a. Yeah. the Riddler. Mm. Now, he has appeared a few times on screen, most recently as Paul Dano. Dano? Dano, say his name. Jim Carrey was a very famous version of the Riddler. Quite enjoyed the Gotham version. Gotham version is good. Yes. Um, but... We're, we're doing our own... Also, we've got the Arkham versions from the games. Yeah, he, he's quite That's good. That's quite a good version. That was actually yeah. probably more the version my mind keeps thinking of. Yeah. Uh, now, you always know when I'm feeling passionate about casting, because I don't give Liam a choice, I just go straight in. It's one of those days. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm not going to take that away from you, but I have one option. <laughs> now, Liam knows the rules that we always bring two options minimum, with a third if we can. 
So now we're going to hope that I'm not about to steal his one option. I've got three options. So I think I could... you are definitely going to steal my option. Oh, I don't want you to say it first if you're... I no, like I should go first. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first and then you get your option in. So um, my first option, and I'm going to back it up for good stuff. James McAvoy. Oh, OK. That's fine. Was not my option, but it was something I had in my head as a potential second option. But I couldn't remember if we'd put him into something else. No, we haven't. Hang on. Double checking. Double checking. Because he's an actor who I believe we could have easily put forward. We have cast him previously because he was our serious black when we were doing the Harry Potter That's casting. probably where my mind was. Uh, but he's not been <clears throat> introduced in this one yet. Uh, right. Basically, this is a this is a two-pronged scenario here. Um, we, we've said before because of things if you've seen split uh or glass that just highlights how phenomenal he is as an actor generally and obviously he's in comic book what he likes comic books he's professor x but he said he specifically said himself that he would love to play a batman villain and i'm thinking the Riddler would actually be pretty perfect for him. I think. Riddler or maybe Scarecrow, because it's something a little bit character-y. Well, obviously we've already cast Scarecrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that was your choice as well. Jeremy Allen White. Got to be Kmart. Yeah. Like uh, but no, for my first choice instantly, he never used to be. I had someone else who I reckon is who you've chosen. Um, but I, if James McAvoy is going to be a Batman villain, why not be my favourite villain? So, therefore, I'm putting James McAvoy as my top choice, instantly top choice for the Riddler. Who's your only choice? (laughs) Well, I think I now have a secondary choice, but significantly older. But we may have already put forward someone else. We'll find out. Now, I I like this person as this. I thought this one for a long time. And to be honest, it was stemmed from a mistake I made many years ago. uh, When I saw a fan made for the poster. You can't use someone who's not alive. David Tennant. Oh, okay. Because they, I've seen a poster made up oh, yes, of David yeah, Tennant, no, and actually, good. it's a very good. It looks so good, and actually, I think he'd make a really good um, Riddler. I can tell you from when that poster is. Um, that was for the Dark Knight Rises, because Gary Oldman had said, because obviously Heath Ledger had died, and people yes. were obviously talking about that a lot. Um, because how the Dark Knight had ended was they'd killed off Two-Face but left the Joker alive and then he said you died and it was all a bit, oh, should have been his way around. Uh, but in an interview, Gary Oldman said it was okay because we've got the Riddler for the next one. Yeah. The problem was Christopher Nolan, because everyone expected the Riddler, didn't want to do the Riddler, so he chose Bane. Um, but at that time... I think David Tennant himself said he'd like to play the Riddler. And yeah, there was heaps of fan. Someone really quite good. He just looks really good. Yeah. And to be fair, he was my second choice. So you, yeah. Yeah. So. I knew we'd have a similar one. Yeah. No, that, I mean, I'm not angry with that because he was one of my choices as well. I do think that David Tennant would be a brilliant. Yeah. So this now leaves me to come up with two more. <laughs> That's all right. Because I'm pretty much there already. But what one more? No, we always have three. we always have four options. Yeah, but you've already put one forward. Yeah. So you only need one more. But you're putting one person up. 
Yeah, I've got another person to put up. Oh, you've got another person. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, I right, see right. what you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, which one do I go with then? Hang on. Oh, no. Mine's been made up by the fact that we've actually already cast one of them. Oh. So, it's good job you bought another option then. Because <laughs> my second option... Uh, oh, no, I do have a, I do have another one as well. Um... Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. That's really good. Do actually. I need to say more? He's low key. That's all you need to know there. That's really good. That's awesome. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> I don't like my other option now. Let me get rid of that. Okay. Who was it? Ah, uh, it's not even worth it. Because he's not right. I just like the actor. Well, who is it? Uh, my got... mind was like, Michael Sheen would do good, but he's not right for it. But I could see him being all all tricksy. No, actually, that's not that terrible. If you'd put him down, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. He was I like who Michael I thought Sheen. of. So, but then I'm like, did I just think of him because I thought of David Tennant? Maybe. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I actually thought of him because you mentioned him earlier. Yeah. In a private matter. Which yeah. <laughs> makes okay. us sound like we just have inappropriate chats about Michael Sheen, which we do. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, okay, I mean, I'm gonna I'm sticking to to the old good omen boys. Okay, fair. I mean I like I do like Michael Sheen, so that's I mean terrible. different I mean I think Tennant would fit more of the versions we've so far been casting for it. Yeah. But I think the um Michael Sheen version would be a different approach. More so, with the Batman, how they kind of go a bit more grounded. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously I said I had other options. So I will just mention them. Yes, please. Uh, one was Benedict Cumberbatch, but we have already cast him as Hush. Okay. Um, and the other one is uh, Guy Pearce, and that comes from the fact of he was in Memento, which is a Christopher Nolan film. And actually, when Christopher Nolan started doing the Batman films, a lot of people thought that Guy Pearce might be Riddler. Yeah. Uh, obviously, never happened. Uh, but actually, he would be quite good at it. Uh, but no, basically, looking at our four, are you there? Hello? Have you pretended to freeze? Oh, listeners. Listeners, something happened. The internet froze. It was the end of days. The internet happened. The the, the angels have the blue box. So I was talking about actors and Batman and stuff. And then Liam, to my side of things, just froze as if he was intently gazing upon me. And it was not blurry at all, so I thought he was just playing a prank. <laughs> <laughs> well, from my point of view, you mentioned Guy Pierce, and then for the second time in my life, you tipped your head backwards to the sky, opened your mouth, and then just died a little bit. <laughs> um, oh, true story. And then it's just me kind of questioning, that was... <laughs> and then, I just start, then I just start listing things I can see. Oh, well, the time has been running for an hour 55. Oh, my Wi-Fi is gone. Oh, Tobias is still frozen. And then uh, it just cut out. So I, I would, I'll be interested to, to listen to it and pop it together. Wow. 
ladies and gentlemen, let's just round up the actual options for the villa. Yeah. Um, so Liam has put forward David Tenninch. <laughs> Wow. As he is, he is known as Tenet. That is, I didn't just make that up, and I don't have first-hand knowledge. But uh, Dave, David Tennant and Michael Sheen, they're the best buds. They're good omens there. Um, and I put forward James McAvoy and Tom Hiddleston. Uh, when this episode goes live, uh, I will put up a poll, and you will jump over to X for formerly known as Twitter. And vote who you think should be cast as the Riddler. Now, we have said in the past, if you have a better suggestion, suggest it. But quite frankly, I don't think you can, because I think we've got top-notch ideas for this one. Yes, that's actually I good. Think, yes. Uh, but as with the previous weeks, it's not the only poll for you to vote on. Uh, because I've been running a series of polls to find out who we're going to uh, recast. For our penultimate episode, which uh-huh. is the next episode. So the last poll hasn't actually technically finished, I don't think. But if it's still what it was, then the final four and one of these will be the character that we recast. We have Deathstroke. Okay. We have Victor Zaz. We have the Ventriloquist and Scarface as a duo. They pretty much come together. Or the Mad Hatter. Okay. One of those will be our penultimate casting. Um, It is actually quite annoying because I, after the last episode, I put up the the last poll. And up until today, I think it was, it may have been last night, nobody had voted at all. And I went, well, if no one's going to vote, we need something. So I'm just going to put this solitary vote for Lucius Fox. <laughs> and then other people went, no, we were happy with it being zero. Deathstroke. <laughs> and you're going to go, that was that was me, Tobias. That was, was not me. That was, you're like, was oh. definitely not me. Uh, but no, so Mad Hatter, Ventriloquist, Victor Zaz, Deathstroke, those are going to be one of the people that we recast. Mm. And you get to choose which. So cast your votes when the poll goes up. I like that. Cool. Okay, so we're going to swiftly move on to the final segment. The best segment of the (laughs) podcast. The most fantastic segment of the podcast. A segment that is close, is near and dear to our hearts. It's cool news. Right. It had another name. I called it wrong once. And now it's its official name, apparently. Seems to be. We, We don't refer to it as the other thing anymore. Um, yes, all right, so cool news this week in Geek, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> this cool week in that, news, that the happenings. Oh. Um, right, there's been quite a lot of news actually, just like now. Um, James Gunn's been announcing his cast for Superman Legacy. Um, obviously, we already knew that we had David Conswet. Uh, it's a weird name to say, it's not a roll off the tongue. Name, I don't think. Uh, but David Corrin's as um, Superman, Rachel Brosnahan, again, not rolling off the tongue, uh, as Lois Lane. We found out who our Lex Luthor is yesterday. Oh, who is it? Someone who's auditioned for both Batman and Superman. Is it Nicholas Cage? No, Nicholas Holt. 
Oh. <laughs> Liam is underwhelmed. Uh, I did make, I want to say tweet. I'm going to still call it tweet. I made I consider, it tweet. I, I considered Nicholas Holt for Riddler. Um, I would put, probably include that more than Lex Luthor. Um, I was hoping for someone older with more gravitas, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Jesse Eisenberg, but... Absolutely. Although some a lot of people are making similarities. Um, I think, and I saw someone kind of say this online, and I think I might agree. James Gunn has outrightly said his favourite version of Lex, as, as I think actually a lot of us, is Michael Rosenbaum's in yes. Smallville. And I feel like he might be trying to recreate that with Nicholas Holt. I think Nicholas Holt isn't, is wrong for that. <laughs> I don't know. People are making, not fun, that's not right, but they're making the jokes that he lost out to Robert Pattinson for Batman and he's lost out to David Corrinswet for Superman. And now he's Lex Luthor. He's just like, if I can't be good, I'll be bad. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll um, do it myself. There are, there are other actors they've just announced. Like, we now have Jimmy Olsen. We know who's going to play him. It's not an actor I've ever heard of, so it's not anything I could be excited about. Right. Uh, but I am. I do like the fact they have got Jimmy Olsen, because really, the DCEU kind of screwed that character over. Um, but no, I mean, I think that might be it for the legacy cast, because James Gunn said there wasn't a lot more characters to actually announce. I think Lex yeah. Luth. I mean, there is a very strong rumour that the bad guy is going to be Brainiac. Okay. Which we haven't got a casting for yet. But I would, I, we have yet to have a live action Brainiac in cinema. I think Smallville had Brainiac. In fact, it was James Masters, I it think. It was James Masters, yeah. yeah. Um, was, I would say it wasn't a great no. Brainiac because it wasn't what most people think of as Brainiac Brainiac is big enough to be a full on Justice League villain yeah we've not had that but it would also be nice to have if James Gunn chooses to do Brainiac I'll be happy to see Brainiac yeah. but now it'll come down to who's gonna who's gonna play him yeah Um. obviously we have got uh, Aquaman coming out this next month. Yep. Um, a new trailer's come out. There doesn't seem to be any sign of Amber Heard. She is in the film, but really has been reduced. Not on the poster. Apparently, that's been annoyed. I don't. I don't know why. Um, but obviously, Aquaman is the the last of the DCEU. We're about to finish that off. Um, heading over to Marvel, there has been a lot of stuff recently. A lot of stuff. Uh, obviously, the big thing now that the the actors and writers strike are both done is they're making a lot of announcements. Yeah. And Fantastic Four. And now this might be something we discussed in the last podcast because I can't quite remember when the news happened. All right. But Pedro Pascal looks 99% certain that he's Reed Richards. He's I Pantera. saw a thing about that. I thought it was a joke. No. I kind of hoped it was a joke. No. But I will... See, this is it. A lot of people are very happy with the idea. I don't think he's right. I personally he's not, don't think he's, he's right. He's not right. But I will take him over Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. who has already been in the MCU as Mysterio. Re- recently as well, you know? Yes. 
So and I would also take him over Adam Driver, who personally I never felt was right for Reed Richards either. Yeah. I kind of, out of the people they were talking about, kind of liked the idea of Matt Smith. I felt that he was the most Reed Richards out of them. But it seems to be, if the rumours are true, A, the rumour is that the Fantastic Four aren't going to be from our um, universe. Multi- okay. Our the 616. They're going to be from another one and they're going to come into ours. Okay. And also, they're already going to have their two children already as like teenagers right okay uh so therefore they want someone a bit older and dad like and that might might go in with the casting of why they've gone with pedro pascal the other thing is actually mr fantastic won't be the main character it will be invisible woman okay uh who still the rumor seems to be vanessa kirby but not being confirmed um also, what's Joseph Quinn seems to still be the fame, the 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 choice for Human Torch. Okay, I mean, I can I can do with that. Uh, I mean, it makes sense because he was such a big thing from Stranger Things, which doesn't seem to have been capitalised on. So it makes sense he'd get a big Marvel role. Yeah. Um, and I've seen conflicting cast members for thing. Uh, there's an actor I can't pronounce his name, and uh, David. D- I think I just said that, right? David Diggs. Yes, I think he, yeah. he's a... Um, the, the bigger news, because I'd seen conflict... No, not conflicting, actually, really. The the villain for Fantastic Four doesn't seem like it's going to be Doctor Doom. It's going to be Galactus. Nice. Which is big to go in straight away. Yeah. You kind of work up to Galactus. But, but, if, but if they are going to be a bit later on in their own story it makes sense it I makes guess. sense for it to not be doom uh although we'll come back to doom because big stuff about doom <laughs> um but the actor apparently close to getting the role for galactus is javier bardem recently king Triton. Uh, yeah i can i mean i can't that, see that actually yeah no that, i don't have a problem with that that, that works all right um but dr doom is still got a casting rumour right. because this is potentially going to lead into another issue. Um, the actor currently in talks, apparently, for Doctor Doom annoys me as much as Jake Gyllenhaal when he was rumoured for Mr. I feel Fantastic. like this is something we've briefly mentioned before because I feel like I have an annoyance in my head, but I don't know who it is. Mads Mikkelsen, who recently appeared as Caecilius in the first Doctor Strange film as the villain. And again, it's that thing of why are you reusing or potentially reusing someone who's been they got their MCU character already? Yeah. There must be other actors who can do it. <laughs> yeah. But now the reason why Doctor Doom is important, he might it doesn't seem like he's gonna be the main villain for Fantastic Four. But his name has come up big time. Because of what's happening with Jonathan Majors. Yeah. There seems to be that the rumour, which is surrounding everything at the moment, is because Jonathan Majors' trial keeps getting pushed back and they they need to push forward with the story. Yeah. They don't know. They don't want to recast if they don't have to recast. Yeah, that'd be silly. 
But it's to actually this whole Kang dynasty that they're putting forward that they announced. As yeah. The, they're going to lean away from it and actually swap the character out for Doctor Doom. Okay. Who actually is more comic accurate. I suppose as well it would mean that if it goes the bad way and Majors goes bad, they can mm. cut that and not worry about it. But if it turns out that, it, no, they're fine, they can use him, they can bring him in later. Well, the the word is, they have talked about possibly recasting Kang. It's multiverse, you could get away with it. Yes. But again, that's something that they'd have to do later. They don't want to recast him before the trial. I think yeah. that's the point. No, no, that would be silly. Uh, but by bringing in Doctor Doom and making that choice, yeah. then Kang can still be there if they want him there. He yeah. can still be part of the multiverse with everybody set him up. But whereas they were pinning all of their hopes on Kang, they feel, it seems to be that they feel like they need to stay away from that just in case. And just now bring in Doctor Doom much quicker than they were intending to. Yeah. Um, that, so that's why Doctor Doom is important at the moment. I don't want Mads Mikkelsen. He's got his character. Choose someone else. I did see, and it was just a fan thing, um, it was because this ties in with the fact that the Fantastic Four are from a different universe, not ours. Yeah. They said, wouldn't it be weird because they could get away with it? If you, the first time you see Doctor Doom, you won't only see him with the mask. You don't see who's behind it. And you kind of see Doctor Doom working in the shadows rather than being a main presence. And when he does reveal himself, it's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and he's kind of got a full circle. Instead of Iron Man, he's Doctor Doom in this reality. Um, therefore, getting Robert Downey Jr. back, but not as Iron Man and all that. I I have heard, I've heard multiple different things that Downey Jr. has been sitting about places. I mean, in Kevry Trust has said the Robert Downey Jr. Scarlett Johansson things are false. That haven't they haven't been discussed. That's not if you read that, that's not true. Um but there's so many things, I don't know. Um they are obviously with all the rejigs that we've got, we're only getting one film next year. For yeah. this, and that's Deadpool, which I think will be a big thing. There's so many rumoured people to be in it. It's a bit worrying because we had that with Multiverse of Madness and that turned out not to be the case. Yeah. It, it, but there are so many rumours. Um, did you see Bless You? I think that was a sneeze. It was. Uh, did you see the Marvels in the end? No. Because uh, you, you possibly were going to, weren't you? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, um, uh, well, OK, I'm going to have to reference something because it's big news. It's basically it's been confirmed essentially by the actress. Uh, Iman Villani, if that's how you say, say her name, she plays Kamala Khan, she's Miss Marvel. She essentially has confirmed that we are getting a Young Avengers film. Cool. Um, and if you look online, everyone's putting together who they think the Young Avengers should be. I have we know a few things. We know three. We know Kamala Khan, we know Kate Bishop, and we know Cassie Lang. We know those three are. We can assume Riri Williams, because she's obviously been introduced and it'd be weird not to use her. Yeah. And also, in a very short cameo appearance, we've got Hulk's son. He yeah. could easily be one. It seems odd to bring, again, that character in and then not... Do I assume that was going to be for something Hulk-related somehow. Well, we are. I mean, it 
I've not heard anything for a while, I guess possibly because of the writer strikes and everything. We they the time has passed now, and apparently, whereas they couldn't before, Hulk can have a solo film again now. Okay. Uh, likewise, Namor, Namor, however you say his name, because obviously he appeared in Wakanda Forever. Yes. But that was again because similar to Hulk, they didn't have the rights to have him as his own film. But is that not also problematic in the sense of is the actor not an issue at the moment? Yeah, they haven't. I mean, they probably won't go for that. But it was that it was just that knowledge of at the time of Wakanda Forever, it was kind of known that the not the actor, but the character. They just had to wait a few years to give him his own solo thing. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, Mark Ruffalo can now headline a film. Um, and, you know, finally. Yes. Yeah, um, it's a series at least. No, I'd rather I'd rather film. I I will be do, I'm doing a TikTok at the moment that I'm putting together. Actually, that I was putting it together when we last saw each other in person. Yeah. Uh, which was yesterday. So that was it yesterday? Yeah. It was. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So memorable, listeners. No, no. It, it, <laughs> in all fair, in all fairness, it seems to have been a long day. Today seems to have been a long day. Uh, and actually, technically, it's Wednesday now. Uh, so no, we saw each other on Monday. It was two days ago. Um, Let's not start doing the whole it's Wednesday thing. That's not okay. Yeah. I don't um, like that. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm going to the cinema today, Wednesday. Ooh, so, so. Go, going to see uh, the new Hunger Games. Okay. Um, though it's like nearly three hours, and like, that did put me off momentarily. Um, <laughs> but no, Marvel. Now that they've they've got all the the actors strikes out of the way they're now announcing things dc announcing things it's kind of an exciting time yeah um any news from you um no news i watched smile oh what do you think it was all right Uh, it's nothing new Uh, no but there's smile too on the way yeah I, i knew there would be though just by the way the film ends for me, even though it's in the trailer, therefore ruining it a little bit, I think the creepiest thing is when the woman comes out and her neck just drops down. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Is, I hadn't seen that in the trailer. I hadn't seen I that. Did, I don't I think did. I've actually seen any trailers for the film. Because that bit, I will say that bit made me laugh more than anything. Yeah. Because it, it was, I watched it with my ex, Amanda, who does not do horror films. Yeah, yeah. And this film will prove that for you because she was terrified. Yeah. Like proper, as she said, it's not the actual things; it's the jumping and the tension. Yeah, which I do get because the film did did do the tension quite well, but it also did what every film horror film does: of oh, now you made it a big physical monster thing, boring. I will say, I think the end of it was very messy. I thought the end of the film was yeah. a bit rubbish. Um, There's a bit they could have cut out an entire section of it. That, I mean, spoilers for the ending of Smile, which, what, a couple of years old now? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, she goes to the house where she grew up, where her mum basically killed herself because she let her. Yeah. And obviously she walks down, she sees the mum, has a bit of a conversation with her dead mum. And then she walks away and the mum then emerges from the bedroom as like a tall monster. Yeah. And then basically everything, and then it does a whole big fight scene, this fire. She She goes back to see her to see her cop friend who turns out to still be the smart smile then she wakes up and realizes she's still at the house none of that thing we've just seen actually happened properly it's all distorted yeah 
and then the monster thing then he comes in and she 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 douses herself in petrol i reckon you could have cut out all of that you could literally have had her go to the house have the conversation with her scary dead mum and have see her mum with the smile and yeah. then then have the the cop guy turn up and then do the dazzle petrol. You didn't need the big monster bit. It, no. it 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 took away from it because it went here's a physical monster for you. Yeah, but I can imagine a studio going we need something. But also my problem with the that at the monster wasn't even the fact there was one it was what they did. Cuz the thing is she sees the mum, she walks into the hallway, they close the door, and then the hand stop the mum's hand from inside stops you shutting the door, and then when they open it, she, she realises she's uber tall and she's kind of hunched down. But she, as she comes through, her hair's covering her face and mm. the darkness, and then she kind of steps into the light. And the face is this stretched out, gaunt, monstrous face. And it wasn't scary. What it should have been is her mum's face with an over-the-top smile. Yeah, really. Because that would have actually been unsettling. Because yeah. the normal smile was unsettling. Mm. But so if it had been like the mum's face, where they'd made the rest of the features smaller and actually had a an elongated grin, that would have been scary. But what they did was this is a monstrous thing. And actually, the moment it tried to run at her, it made me chuckle because I was like, it looks so silly. It for me, it was what it was an okay film. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't it, horrible. I enjoyed it for what it was, but yeah. it wasn't. Um, it reminded me very much the way it was shot of It Follows, which is also getting a sequel. Yeah, um, but like it reminded me of the way It Follows was shot because it was a very morbidly shot film. The colours were all very dark and grey. Um, it showed you that because she was depressed and like in a bad state, it wasn't going to give you lots of bright, colourful colours. Yeah. Um, and the, just the way it would film itself, so like it would pan the camera around and show you shots of the background a lot, like it follows. Did. Oh, yeah, but no, I, I, think, but I, I will mean, say that so, I think, yeah. but I will say that I think it follows did it better. I actually quite like it follows. I will say I actually like this style horror film where it's just something simple. Yeah, it doesn't need to be because it follows is just something that is constantly walking towards you. I mean, again, the, the sequel they follow. Which presumably just now there's two of them. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't know what Honestly, that. maybe. But that uh, would be creepy. But but smile, yeah, it's just the con the basic concept of something smiling is creepy. Yeah. Um, but I watched that. No, I, I liked it, yeah, happily, because I've just signed up for uh, Paramount Plus. There's a few things on there I want to I want to watch. Yeah. Um, a load of films. Um, mainly I want to watch catch up on all the star trek stuff so i'm not going to do that talked about you were, you were freaking me out with how much star trek you were just messaging me about mm. uh because i've i've forgotten season four discovery so you were just r- randomly it was like oh right, and i wasn't what? giving you actual like sentences I was you weren't random phrases yeah even though i was trying to talk to you about things you were just you carried on yeah <laughs> um but um, you but... want to get to strange new worlds don't you i just want to see i want to see the musical episode yeah, and I will say, you can't just watch it. I, no, I know, I know. It's one but of those... I, but I won't, because actually, I am I'm re- I'm enjoying Discovery, although I am realising that what I had with it before is, it's one I find really hard to just watch. Yeah, fair. Like, I already have a feeling that the Pike show will be more one I could focus on a bit more. But, like, I don't know if it's because there's such a political thing to... 
Discovery. What, it's quite what heavy do at you times. Prefer? Do you prefer story arc or episode of the week? I, I can take either, but the problem is when your story arc is just heavy politics, which yeah. is Discovery. It is at the moment. Yours, yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. It, it's just a bit much at times. Like I said to you, I just watched an episode where they got stranded on a and yeah. that's more episode of the week. And I did like that. Yeah. But also sometimes I like a, I like that with a little bit of an arc, which is why I like the earlier seasons of Supernatural because actually for the first few seasons of Supernatural, they, that's what they do: Monster of the Week and then a little bit of story. With Strange New Worlds, what you'll probably find is. It is a bit more episode of the week, but there is there are some themes. That's fine. I can deal with that. Yeah. No, I actually really like Strange New Worlds. I think it's a very good series. Um, but obviously, you've not started Lower Decks either. No, and I do think that's one I might struggle with. Um, just honestly, right? What I would say is just watch a few episodes so you get who Boimler is. Yeah. who Beckett is just kind of get to know the main couple because of... I did try to watch the first episode on when it first came out and I just couldn't get on with it it's because it's cartoon and my mind does struggle to watch cartoons like just watch enough that you know who Boimler and Beckett are because they're the two who go live action yeah in the strange of the world so as long as you know who they are and they're sort of characters yeah which I think you get in a few episodes. It's not. I mean, it's it's they're twenty minute odd episodes. I yeah, I, could I love it. There's so many Easter eggs for a, a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, I've I've just watched season four of Lower Decks, and there's some proper hardcore fan based things. Which there there was a bit where I kind of had stopped an episode too, right? So this this is some spoiler territory technically, but without the context, you probably won't get it. I love telling Carly a, a fun, you know, fun facts. Um, and you, you've seen Voyager. Have you seen Voyager? Any some of it? Of it? Yeah, most of you, it. You know who Paris is? Tom yeah. Paris. Right. So the story behind Tom Paris is. There's a character in Next Generation called Nick Locarno, who Paris is basically all but but name. And the reason why they changed the name in a couple of facts is they wanted the character, but they didn't want to pay the writers. They didn't want to pay the creator of the character, Locarno, so basically copied it and called him Tom Paris. And that's always one of those cheeky sort of screw the writer sort of deals. Yeah. Nick Locarno turns up in Lower Decks. Okay. Voiced by Robert Duncan McNeil, who is Paris. Nice. But there's a whole little bit where he's on the view screen and you've got, like, Boimler and Rutherford basically going, I think he looks like Tom Paris. I don't see it. And all this kind of stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that the real, like, live-action stuff wouldn't do. Yeah. But the comics are like, we're going to take the mickey out of this a little bit because we know what's going on. We're kind of going to half reference it, you know, and it's just like, it's fun. Yeah. It's still kind of like canon, but it's fun. But I get the, the whole thing of, because I have that with, well, you know, I struggle with anime. If something's animated, I'm like, I kind of want to watch the live action thing. But I, I love Lower Decks. So actually that episode where we do get the live action crossover makes it better. So just well, yeah. I, I do plan to watch 
a load of it all anyway. So we'll see actually how far I get. Anything else on Paramount Plus? No, not at the moment. Yeah. Not, not at the moment. There will be. So I'm going to have a proper look through there, see what I want to watch. There's shows I've always wanted to watch, but they're not big things. Like, I've always wanted to watch Oz, like the prison one. All right, yeah. Uh, just because inter- yeah. it interests me, I'd like to watch that. There's, there's stuff on there I could sit through. I want to watch all the screen films. Oh, right, okay, so that's um, a bit of movie news, as you brought it up, because, again, happened today. Um, So how many screen films have you seen? Maybe. I don't know if I've even seen the first one, to be honest. I think okay. I have. So Scream 5, which isn't called Scream 5, it's called Scream, again. <laughs> right um that it basically is like a sort of a soft reboot it doesn't like change anything it doesn't undo anything but it's a new load of characters to get used to to carry on through the next films yeah and in particular there's a character called sam she's sort of like your new sydney prescott she's like your icon for the new films she's just been axed from scream seven why huh is it Rachel Ziegler? No, 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 it's not her. Uh, no, it's uh, an actress called Melissa Barra, I think. Barra, I don't know, I'm not sure how to say her name. Uh, but it's, it's sisters. It's Sam and I cannot remember what her sister is, but she, the sister's played by Jenna Ortiz. Yeah, I knew that right. General Ortega was in it. I knew but that. this, the, the one playing Samantha, who is your new lead, she's just been asked because she has made pro-palestinian comments uh so she's been quietly let go but she's the lead. <laughs> well they just recast her though i don't think so i i reckon kill her off kill her off off screen open up with her funeral she's been killed you've already got your, your... or they'll just get like a body double to do like a rear shot of her being Stabbed attacked yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe that's from archive footage from the last couple of films. But it's a bit of a shock to just get rid of your lead, who you've basically set up. Oh, yeah, it is. But then I'm just like, Jenna Tegas. Oh, yeah, she's there. She's ready for it, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, Actually, we must be close to a Beetlejuice trailer or something soon. I keep seeing bits about Beetlejuice. So so much of the postery stuff is fan-made, but fan-made stuff is getting so good. It's hard to tell. It is. It is getting really good. Yeah. Uh, but actually, it's something that we've said. General Ortega fits that Tim Burton. She's got vibes. the perfect look for Tim Burton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so actually, her being in Beetlejuice 2 makes perfect sense. I'd say, without even knowing her character, good casting. I just think that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure she's the daughter of Winona Ryder, isn't she? Yes. that Yeah, she is. Which, again, you look at them and think, yeah, I can see this. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Right, um, I think... Is that something else major? We should probably call it. Um, Oh, I will just say one thing, just because there was a major trailer drop, and that's for Madam Web. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I've seen the Madam trailer, yeah. Um, It's it's all a bit... Oh, and also uh, Venom 3 is go. Okay. Bit worrying that Tom Hardy's one of the writers on it this time. (laughs) Um, And it does very much seem... If the rumours are true, that Spider-Man 4, with Tom Holland, yeah. will have Venom, Morbius, Craven the Hunter, 
and all these characters in the MCU film. Right, okay. And that Sony have actually got their own way and the two are fusing. Because that was something that we say, oh, I made a reference earlier in the episode that I would reference it. Um, because of the multiverse side of things, I think you made an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comment. Probably. I do like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think the point is, everything that has existed by Marvel is now just being deemed different multiverses. That makes sense. You're not you're not declassifying it. Or no, away it, from it's it their way. way of going. If you enjoyed it, it's still there, and actually it's included. Yeah. It's just, it's not this timeline. It's actually, to, if you had a multiverse system fully functional and you still decanonize stuff, you're stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's like everything go now, everything. Don't take away from people and cause an argument when you can just say multiverse. Yeah. But no, that's it. Uh, I won't go on. That was just their, their big things that dropped recently. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okie dokie. Right. Um, uh, Madam Web, I will probably go and see, actually, because I quite like the look of it. Uh, a lot of people don't, but... I, 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 right, I, we won't go on about it for too long, no. but I like the look of it. I don't know a lot about Madam Web. I don't know a lot about Ezekiel. Was it Black? Yeah. Um, yeah. The villain. All I know is that he is basically... He's got spidey powers. He got it from a spider totem in a spider ritual in a temple. The only main difference is he doesn't actually have a, a costume in the comic books. No. He's just a dude in a suit. But as the, the memes say, Marvel wants to, likes to sell merchandise and toys. Yeah. So you give him a suit. Uh, also, he, also, in the yeah. comics of books, apparently, a lot of the time, Ezekiel Webb is actually helping Spider-Man with oh, other, really? other... Yeah, because spider totems become a thing. Okay. Yeah. Of, like, there are... Not, there are different way that they that people get spider abilities not through being bitten and there are basically people who hunt down spider totem powers and ezekiel whatever his name is steers peter away from that but he is basically a villain but he has that logic to him but it interests me enough that i will probably see it I mean, I will because it's part of that universe and I see them, you know, yeah. it's that kind of stuff. Uh, I will say, again, not going in because I actually I don't know that much. But the, the two things to know are Fear the Walking Dead has now officially finished. It's shown its last episode. It's oh, done. Gosh. That was on Sunday. Uh, I kind of know something, but I won't get into it now. Um, but I do believe I haven't seen it, but I'm going to f- look for it after we've done this episode. There's a trailer for the Rick series. Nice. I'm sure that might be something that we discuss on the next episode. If Yeah, it'll yeah. probably be about how we cannot view it. <laughs> yeah, probably. We just have to wait for the DVDs now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're going to round it up there because I yeah, reckon this episode's about two and a half hours long. Oh, it's a bumper edition as it's we close off season five. edition. Well, maybe I'll put some time noises in it and it'll actually only be an hour long. <laughs> maybe. maybe. But anyway, um, any polls will go live when this episode goes live. Thank you for listening. Uh, But before it gets even later slash earlier, wibbly wobbly time, why me? Tobias, it's time to say goodbye. Ah, two ends, very important. Two ends, very important. (laughs) Uh, We've time traveled back to a time where we actually said things. I know, right? (laughs) Uh... Laters, gators. Tobias intro the episode. I'm going to outro it just by saying, look after yourselves, everybody. Stay safe, but most importantly, stay manic. Mm-hmm.